there. How's it going, everybody? That's right. If you can hear my voice, it is another episode of the Anime 18 podcast, the only podcast broadcast throughout the world of the abysmal winter 2017 season of anime. Uh, yeah, there's not a lot out there, folks, but uh, I am your host, Daily Wilhelm. Joining me today is the wonderful Courtney Tuckman and no one else because we don't need more people to talk about how eh this winter anime season has been eh eh it's pretty eh i i mean i think erased ruined it for us because this time last year we were in the middle of being like is he gonna die is he gonna live who killed her who's the murderer we don't know and hanging on like every last second of every episode uh whereas now eh eh Eh. I mean, the biggest name there is is uh, maybe uh, aside from some of the sequels of like sports anime, which I don't really watch in the first yeah. place. Like I know Yo Moshi Pedal has a new season. Um, there's something happening with Kuro no Basuke, mm-hmm. which is like the basketball one. Uh, but the biggest name seems to be Saga of Tanya the Evil. Yeah, it's. It's eh? weird. It's weird. I watched the first episode, and then I keep seeing, like, all these, like, little mini clips uploaded by Crunchyroll on my yeah. Facebook. I'm not so much of a fan of the character design. Like, the lips look her, weird. Her eyelashes yeah, are just... Yeah, the eyelashes. Like, she has fur around her eyes. I don't know. I don't get why it's so eyes. big. I, I guess it's, it's interesting kind of in concept because it's like, okay, traditional war, specifically World War One. Except magic. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's mages in, like, yeah. the army of the Empire, I guess. So, basically, Scythe, the tabletop board game about World War II with mechs. Yes. Yes. Good approximation, <laughs> well, Courtney. Scythe came first. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so, and the main character, Tanya who has an unpronounceable German last name. Unpronounceable because of the way that Japanese voice actors attempt to pronounce (laughs) it. That's just a mistake to begin with when they're like, let's give everyone the most complicated last names and then try to say them. Uh, She has the strongest magical powers, I guess, uh, in the Empire's army, except to use them, she has to pray first, which she's mad about, I've gathered. Um, Okay. It's just kind of about her being really powerful and a dick. Because, like, she's killed people on her own side. I don't really... I'm not seeing the appeal just yet. I'm, yeah, neither am I. Yeah. I liked Erases. Erased. Eraser. I liked Erases <laughs> plot more. I did, too. <laughs> I mean, it's unfair to compare almost any anime series to Erased. Yes. It's uh, very unfair. But it spoiled us. But it spoiled us. It's its own fault. But it spoiled us. So uh, another big name of this season is uh, Akiba's Trip, which it's supposed to be like stylized as Akiba's Strip. Yeah. Is that the one where they like dis- disrobe girls? Yeah, because they're vampires. Yeah. So they're exposed to more sunlight. Yeah. Didn't appeal to me. Logic. <laughs> Logic. It's the Keijo it's, of this it's, season. It's based on a game, which yeah, I think that's what I so heard. it already had an established audience. 
And also, it's just one of I those... I wasn't in that audience. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's kind of one of those ridiculous things that you have to see to believe, too. It's okay, Joe, right? It's okay, Joe. <laughs> it's okay, Joe. Yeah, no, not so much. Um, So, going down the list, there was uh, Masamune-kun's Revenge, which I kind of love the premise for. It's like, this guy... Uh, when he was in middle school, he was right, yeah, a much one. larger person. Yeah. And there was this really popular girl that was like, you're a pig. Uh-huh. And yeah. so he then dedicated himself to proving her wrong by becoming a ridiculously attractive mm-hmm. and cool person. So then he shows up at the same high school as her and he's like, I'm going to make her fall in love with me and that's going to be my revenge. But it turns out she's still really crazy mean and does really elaborate things to insult people in a very deadpan way which i kind of admire but i don't see it being more than like a short form series it sounds like it might have a good message like don't change yourself for other people only change yourself for yourself or whatever but i don't know yeah still not gonna watch it (laughs) still not gonna watch it still not gonna watch it uh interesting premise maybe better executed in short form yeah because i don't know what you're gonna do with like another 10 minutes of she's really not caring about what other people think she's probably a sudra yeah essentially she's very deadpan she reminds me of uh angel from angel beats oh so you mean ray from neon genesis because she was the original it can continue on girl with gray hair who doesn't really have a lot of emotion yeah she has purple hair though in masamune kun's revenge but uh then we have the one that i can't avoid i've seen it on like so many different social media just gifts of it is uh miss kobayashi's dragon maid what (laughs) Miss <laughs> Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. I don't know. I haven't heard of that one. It's it's not f- for us, I don't think. It's a Yuri, which usually you'd think that would then be marketed toward gay women, right? No. no. It's marketed towards straight dudes. Yeah, well, that's see. like how Yuri on Ice is marketed towards straight women. Yeah. But everyone yeah, loves Yuri. Yeah, but everyone loves Yuri. That has that had a better plot than I found a dragon and now she's my maid? Question yeah. mark, question mark, question mark. She does really crazy things, like thinks that you wash I, laundry I by I, licking it. I somehow missed that one. Uh, that's weird. It's it's kind of weird. It's I really actually like the style of it. It's very pretty to look at. Mm-hmm. Uh, it reminds me a little bit of Nichijo in style. Oh, I like that style. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I dig it. And there's, there's some really funny gags that mm. they pull off, but it's being very moe. Mm. It's trying You're very not a fan hard. Of that? Not when it's like so obvious yeah. that it's trying to be like fan service. Sure. Yeah. I can get that. Yeah. I don't know. How do you feel about Moe generally? I love Moe, and I don't understand when people say, I don't want to watch this because it's Moe, and I'm like, you're missing out. You're missing out because there's some really great classic Moe series that... So what would you define as, like, a classic Moe series? Clan ad? Yeah. Yeah. Um, K-On? 
Yeah, I couldn't watch Kaon because of how yeah, Moe well, Kaon's it was. Yeah, well, kind of boring. I don't really care that it's Moe. I just, Kaon's boring, but it was kind of like the pioneer. Yeah, I think Moe's okay. Pretty I'm, much anything by Kyoto Annie. Yeah. I need, like, uh, Chunibyo. Like, yeah. I love Chunibyo and other delusions or whatever. I didn't love the second season. I I couldn't. It takes. I have to start and stop with that one because sometimes I'm just like, okay, wow, you guys are so crazy and cute at the same time. The entire plot of the second season of Chunibyo is that one episode of Clan Ad where Tomoya and Nagisa were like too embarrassed to hold hands. Remember that happened for like 24 minutes? Yeah. That's the entire second season of Chunibyo. So like... <laughs> it's so 20, boring. 24 minutes times... 12 episodes yeah i'm I'm gonna do the math on that one that's too many minutes of being like oh no i i can't it's too embarrassing i'm too chuny 288 minutes that's too much of embarrassment (laughs) of holding hands and then the occasional girl who's like napping in the corner oh yeah that girl (laughs) i hope she's okay i think she has (laughs) narcolepsy or something (laughs) Um, so one that I was really excited to watch because it seemed interesting, but I didn't get to, unfortunately, uh, was Scum's Wish. Yeah. What did you think of it? Um, that was the, one of the only ones that somewhat appealed to me. Um, most of the shows this, this season, um, the way they've started out, it's just like, oh, action, oh, we're right in, oh, funny gag, ah, something crazy is happening. But with Scum's Wish, it was just, like, very calm and kind of much more relaxed, and I appreciated that. Right. I mean, a show doesn't have to start out as calm and relaxed. If you're, you know, witches in World War One or whatever, Yeah. then, sure, you can start out with an explosion like it did, but... Um, with Scum's Revenge, it was just a nice change of pace. So, the uh, reason why I was interested is because of the, yeah, the change of pace and, like, just the description, too. It's, uh, Hanayasu Raoka has a secret on the surface. She appears to have a normal teenage relationship with her classmate, Mugi. They hold hands. They share secrets. They make out in the alley behind the school. Normal teenage things. Uh, But in truth, Hannah has no feelings for Mugi, and Mugi feels nothing for her. They are each other's substitutes, replacements for the lovers each of them want but can't have. Mugi is in love with the music teacher. Hannah is in love with her homeroom teacher, who she's known since she was a child. Together, Hannah and Mugi stave off loneliness of their unrequited loves while hoping to one day make their forbidden wishes come true. It feels like it could go into the dangerous territory of being like, super yeah perverted weird yeah, fetishistic that's like the same formula as toradora so i don't mind because toradora was really good yeah yeah there was no like teacher no but like it was like you know yuji that was ryuji, that a, ryuji had a crush on Eugene. taiga's friend and taiga had a fresh er, a fresh wow a crush on <laughs> ryuji i can't speak today taiga had a crush on ryuji's friend yeah so then they became friends to get closer to each other's crushes but then yeah they just started this dating is going instead. like a step further than that yeah it's like what would have happened if 
they had been dating from the start. Yeah, that would. That's where I thought it was going to end up. It, I thought that they were going to be like, okay, we have to act like we're dating to make people jealous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it never went that way, which I kind of liked because then it wasn't like stereotypical, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, it was like just date already. Yeah. But that's what uh, Torador does to you. <laughs> it's supposed to do that to you. Yeah. So, um, and then finally, we have uh, Seiren, which was another kind of standout. It was standout to me because everyone had normal colored hair and normal <gasps> colored eyes. That's always special. That's special. That's when it stands out. It, there was no moment of, like, spot the main character. <laughs> they were all the same. They could all be the main characters. And... Uh, they somewhat are. It does fall into a couple, like, tired tropes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, someone should be a mangaka. Yes, uh, someone doesn't know what they're doing with their life. Oh, that kind clearly. of thing. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you did you end up watching it? Did I, you... didn't see, I didn't see Seiren either. Okay, so, description. Uh, Shoichi Kanata is in his second year of high school and beginning to face the fact that he's going to have to choose a career path sooner or later. Um, yeah, they got to do that real early in Japan. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, his best friend, Ikuo, who is much more academic than him, suggests studying harder so college can be an option. His teacher thinks he should be a mangaka because he likes stag beetles. And Shoichi uh. himself is just floundering. Wait, that's not a causation. <laughs> Those two things, are, that's that's not a causation. He should be a mangaka artist. Why? Because he's good at drawing or has lots of good... No, because he likes stag beetles. What? Like, I like stag beetles. I play Animal Crossing. I'm not going to be a mangaka. <laughs> but Courtney... Those two things are inherently connected. Stag beetles, mangaka. Okay, They're one in the same. It's probably some like quirky, you know, joke that yeah. is going I mean, over my head. But. That's where Pokemon came from, was like the Japanese practice of like collecting bugs because they have such big and weird bugs that they're more collectible, I guess. Okay. So like you see like in anime episodes where they're like in rural areas in the summer and sometimes there's like a montage of catching beetles mm, or yeah. like little kids that are like, I caught a beetle, look. Yeah. Uh, and it's usually stag beetles. <sighs> I don't know. I don't understand that connection though either. Uh, but so even though of the inherent connection between mangaka and stag beetles, Shoichi himself is just floundering. Fed up with the teasing he gets from popular girl Hikari, he decides to change himself and study hard. But for some reason, he can't stop thinking about Hikari, who's off at the beach while he's at a mountain study camp, Montage Mountain, if you will. Uh, So what will he do when Hikari suddenly shows up in his bedroom window in the mountains? Uh, Hit him in the face with a stag beetle. (laughs) Now it sounds like uh, Shiki, where the creepy girl's at the window every Mm. night. Yeah. Just, hey, come on out. Or have some vampiric fun. Sorry if there's spoilers. But, okay, so aside from those series, which seem like they could be pretty good, I think the series of the season has to be Little Witch Academia. Oh, yeah, I was waiting for you to say that. Yeah. Like, that's the only one that's, like, really screaming. I guess the Blue Exorcist has its fans. Yeah. Like, Little Witch Academia. But as, like, a premiere. 
yeah. uh, series, which Little Witch Academia already has like kind of an established fan base again yeah. because of the movies, mm-hmm. which were amazing. But yeah. it was always like, why isn't this a series? Exactly. And now it's finally okay. Yes, this is a series. Yeah. Which thank you so much mm-hmm. for that. Uh, the interesting thing too is that like. Unfortunately, this season has a lot of, like, general fan service anime, but Little Witch Academia gives us the weirdest fan service ever in that, a like, character, I guess not a character because it's a reality TV show, but a person from Pawn Stars is in Little Witch Academia? Is that, like, really popular in Japan for some reason? Like, I wouldn't see why or, or maybe how. Or maybe they're like, we'll make a reference to the West since this is based off of... But that doesn't even make sense because Harry Potter's like... Because it's got a lot of things in common with Harry Potter, right? Yeah. So why wouldn't there be like a pseudo Harry Potter character? But no, instead... Yeah, no, instead Pawn Stars. Okay. Chum Lee from Pawn Stars Uh, appears in the background. But why? But why? We just don't know. <laughs> it's kind of amazing, but uh, yeah. So that's the kind of fan service I really like when it's just <laughs> like, why is this happening? Why True. did you do this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the extra little things. Yeah. But uh, so whether or not you like this new season, you have to have some kind of platform to watch uh, new anime or old anime on. Mm. Whether yes. that's uh, Crunchyroll, Hulu, Netflix, or Segway, um, or Segway, Amazon's new service, Amazon Strike, 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, I, their branding, shrug at this point. Um, <laughs> it seems like they're essentially just being a Hulu. Yeah, for it anime, just kind of seems like another. Yeah, another Hulu, yeah. basically. I guess really. if, you, if you already use Amazon to stream things, then mm-hmm. that's the logical next step. It's sure, like, yeah. I want to switch over from watching whatever is on Amazon to watching anime on Amazon, mm-hmm. which uh, Amazon does have, interestingly enough, um, a Ghibli original anime series, oh. uh, which is, uh, what's her name? Whatever her name is, The Robber's Daughter. Uh, and except it's in like 3D, so it looks a lot. You just described a lot of things all at once that don't make a lot of sense to me. So it's Ghibli. Yes. It's an original series on Amazon. Okay, I got that far. <laughs> and uh, it's 3D. So do that's you, where I pause. Yeah. Do you know like the game Nino Kuni? Yeah. Like the Ghibli game? Yeah. It looks like that, except it's an anime series. Okay. Yeah. Well, Nino Kuni looked nice. Nino Kuni was, I think, a good game, but it wasn't, like, good to the point of it being, like, where's the anime movie for this? Yeah. But, uh, so I'll eventually find it. Um, this Ghibli original series name. That sounds like an odd choice for. Ghibli to try, like, 3D and also brand new platform? Ronia the Robber's Daughter. Okay. Yeah, it's... That's not going to make me buy Strike, but... Eh, I'm not a fan of 3D anime. I'm sorry. I'm not. 
Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's another coming of age story as one expects from Ghibli. Um but and there's like the big Miyazaki themes of like environmentalism, empowering women, etc. Sure, yeah. Um it's directed by Miyazaki's son, Goro Miyazaki, but eh. we've we've seen things that he's directed before. Yeah. Tales of Earthsea yeah. when Marnie was there. That's the kind of sound I would describe yeah, he, those movies with. Yes, he not so he's he's in the industry because he got a famous daddy. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> unfortunately it's one of those things where we have such high expectations from a name like Miyazaki, mm-hmm. um, whether that's in anime movies or in Dark Souls, because the main writer for that. Miyazaki also uh you have a lot to live up to if your last name is Miyazaki yeah it's true though <laughs> I mean I guess you can cut the guy some slack but also don't yeah it, <laughs> it makes me wonder if I had never seen a true Miyazaki film like Spirited Away or uh Howl's Moving Castle Kiki's Delivery Service etc and then I watch something like Ponyo wait no Miyazaki was on Ponyo yeah Ponyo always has fallen flat for me I don't know but Damn. Ham, ham, <laughs> eating ham. Uh, but if I had watched Tales of Earthsea or When Marnie Was There, would I be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. That was your first anime film ever? Yeah. Probably. Probably. Maybe. I mean. But then I'd yeah. find the other ones and then I'd be like, these are so much better. Yeah. I mean, it's like when you when you get into anime for the first time when you're in middle school and you're like, oh my god, Naruto, this is the best thing Naruto ever. Oh my god, there can't be a better series than this. And then you find out that... That's, that's All it. series are better series. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. Nah. Unless Sailor Moon got you into anime, then you're allowed to... No, I'm kidding. I'm wow, sorry. Courtney. <laughs> are you excited for the movie? Uh, R that is getting... Yeah. Sailor Moon R. I mean, I've already seen it okay. like a thousand times. Okay. But because it's now it's, it's exciting it's that it's the coming English to theaters. Dub, uh, the English theatrical dub release is, uh, in America. The English dub is kind of subs over dubs. I mean, it's better than the old one. Yeah, that's for sure. The old one they had like, <laughs> in, I doubt she was actually eighty, but she sounded eighty voicing uh, Usagi, even though except her name was uh, uh, Serena. In the an eighty-year-old woman was Serena. I, mean, I don't she remember was like, the dub very well. Rainy. Okay. I'm Sailor Moon, Rainy. It was awful. That's beautiful. <laughs> I, that's the only thing I want to listen to. That's what she to. sounded like, though. Beautiful, beautiful. So, uh, Amazon Strike. It's a streaming service. Yeah. Uh, I think Crunchyroll kind of has the uh, advantage of being like pure anime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can look up dramas, too, on Crunchyroll. But I think what Amazon Strike might have over even Hulu, which personally is my go-to for uh, anime at this point, um, is movie selection, actually. Yeah. It's it's really yeah. easily accessible. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of movies on other, like, anime movies on other streaming platforms. Yeah. It I think it it feels harder to find something like Akira yeah. on even well, Crunchyroll. Yeah, Akira kind of already is a little difficult to find. Yeah, <laughs> I I mean I'm excluding Netflix a little bit from yeah, this conversation sure. because Netflix has a few anime movies. It has a few anime movies. I feel like Netflix isn't a good anime streaming service to but begin no, with. But no, it's not. It, it's like we have anime because 
doesn't this sound Japanese? It may not be popular, but it's there. Yeah. It, it feels like they have a lot of like the anime series that like you first watch when you're mm-hmm. like, oh, anime is a thing. Like mm-hmm. so, the series that I was watching when I was like nine years old, like Rionin Kenshin yeah. and Dragon Ball, yeah, um, and then things that become big names like Attack on Titan, yeah. But beyond that, eh. I think they used to have some more niche series on there a while back. I know. They removed some things. I think they, they removed Kill la Kill. Yeah, they removed Orin Host Club, too. No. That was my first shoujo. Yeah, well, I watched Sailor Moon. So. Well, yeah, you watched Sailor Moon. <laughs> I, can't, I can't agree. But also, no. Orin Host Club's amazing. Yeah. It's surprising what they decided to take off of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been a huge fan of their original anime series yeah, the so uh seven deadly sins it's 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 popular from what i've heard yeah it's just not really my thing it's not my thing it's definitely the thing for like maybe like the hunter x hunter crowd yeah that's not my thing um <laughs> yeah again uh but it looks good yeah it looks good sure, yeah. but I feel like if they were to go into producing more original series, and especially because that's much easier to do than making, like, Stranger Things, <laughs> um, do more. Do more, then, uh, to get that edge over Crunchyroll or yeah. Hulu or now Amazon Strike. I feel like I might go to Amazon Strike if I want to watch anime movies versus uh, Hulu or Crunchyroll. I think... Um, that Hulu has, like, some of the movies that I'm interested in, like, five centimeters per second or something like that. And really, I wonder which one of these services is going to have your name. Good question. I don't know. It's hard to predict. Yeah. I mean, if Hulu already has five centimeters per second, it's the same director, so. Right. Has the collection. So, speaking of your name, we're looking forward it's Courtney. to... I'm sorry. Oh, my God. No, Kimi no Nawa. Yeah. uh, The anime movie. Yeah. The movie that everyone, especially in Japan, freaked out about. Yes. One of the most amazing anime movies apparently in existence. Which has now grossed more money than Spirited Away, which kind of blows my mind because it's Spirited Away. Spirited Away won uh, Oscars, won Academy Awards. Best animated picture in 2001, right? Yeah. Um, so you would think that parallel would continue in this year's Oscars. You'd think. You'd think. But the 2017 Oscar nominations for animated feature, animated short, or visual effects does not include your name. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. I don't like that. Under animated features, we have Kubo and the True Strings. Which is great. Moana. Super great. My Life as a Zucchini. He's a cucumber. Thank you very much. Um, The Red Turtle uh, and Zootopia. Okay. So Disney and more Disney and then some things I haven't heard of. Yes. And also Kubo. Kubo's really good. Kubo's great. Kubo was really good. Okay. I could maybe excuse it if Kubo won because that movie took forever to make kubo needs to win yeah for the sake of saving claymation yeah i feel like claymation for as much effort that needs to be put Mm -hmm. into that does not get enough credit for it i mean to be fair though with kubo these i did not hear about this they did not advertise it well yeah i did not hear it until it was in 
theaters for like a couple weeks and then I was like checking Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, um animated movie with like a 90 something percent. Yeah. I'll go see it. It was critically a success, but commercially I think it kind of flopped. I remember I went and saw it with my mom and my sister and there were only two other people in the theater and it was like a Friday night, I'm pretty That's sure. Such a shame. I, it was so diverse, and the music was so great, and the animation just was like, what? How did you do this with clay? They did origami with clay. They did flying origami with the clay. The paper was or, was clay? It may or may not have been. But this, either way, whatever they used, they made flying origami. Yeah, they crazy. made animated flying origami. I don't, I don't know how that is pulled off. But. I don't know either. It's a lot of effort. Like, yeah. sets take effort. Yeah. Every moment takes more effort than yeah. is going to be put into live action yeah. at any moment. I think the, monst- the monster with, like, the swords in its skull was, like, the biggest clay figure, like, ever made yeah. or something like that. I think at um, the very end mm-hmm. of the credits, if you stick around, yeah. there's a moment where they're, like, showing, like, the giant 14-foot rig that yeah. they had for it, and, like, someone animating it, and then someone takes the extra mile, which probably was, like, six hours' work of animating it to look like it's about to grab someone. Yeah. Like... So any moment that there's, like, bonus scenes in animated movies, I'm always like, wow, thank you so much yeah. for putting in extra effort. And yet no one saw it. And yet no one saw Kubo. But I'd love it if it would, if it won. Kubo was really amazing. I think Kubo deserves it, honestly, out Me of too. all of these. Especially, so Moana. I love Moana. Me too. I do too. Moana's up for other awards too, like Best Original Song. Sure. Um, Maybe it deserves that. I wasn't hugely in love with the score but it was a good score i was because i love lin-manuel miranda no matter what he does <laughs> no matter it doesn't matter i love him unconditionally always he'll publish a abc's song hamilton themed and it will become mm-hmm. number one on the charts probably easy. he could do that yeah he could alexander hamilton mm-hmm. uh just do the jacks films version um <laughs> But, yeah, Moana, amazing, wonderful. My Life as a Zucchini, I watched, like, a trailer for that. It's, it's, uh, it's cute. Okay. It's cute. It's in an interesting style. It almost looks like it's claymation, but it's not. So, like, the Lego movie style? Uh, a little bit. Like, here's a still. Um. That's ugly. He looks sad. They all look sad. They have very dark circles around their eyes i don't know if that relates to the story that they're a zucchini um do zucchinis have dark circles do zucchinis have feelings do zucchinis have eyes can zucchinis grow eyes like potatoes do are zucchinis offended over vegetables because i'm the cucumber (laughs) it's larry the cucumber Oh, sorry, I'm not politically correct with my veggie tales. Oh my gosh. I love that this is still entirely relevant because it's under animation, which is what we talk about here on the A team. So we can have a veggie tales episode should Let's we not. choose. I don't want to either. Um and then so the red turtle, it's interesting that the red turtle has made it into the Oscar noms because the red turtle was pummeled by your name in Japanese theaters. No one cared about the Red Turtle in Japanese theaters. Everyone cared about your name. Oh, that's so stupid. 
So uh, the Red Turtle has the Ghibli backing. Mm-hmm. It's a project between. Oh uh, well, that's why then. Yeah, it has it has a it's a Ghibli uh, studio, and then it's working with um, some other Belgian and French studios. So it's like this trifecta coming together uh, okay. to create this film. Overall, and I think I've said this before on an episode of the A Team, which everyone should check out. Hey, plug, shameless plug. Uh, that it was too European for Japanese audiences. There's no dialogue in The Red Turtle. It's essentially a silent film. There's a lot of dialogue in in Japanese films often. Yeah. There's a lot happening in Japanese films, usually. Um, And in Red Turtle... Not so much. Yeah. It's it's much more introspective than I think... um, Japanese audiences uh-huh. come to expect from Japanese films. Um, I don't know. I'm a little disappointed, especially Me too. to see that there instead of uh, your name. But then we have Zootopia. Which is great. Zootopia was great. Zootopia, there was a lot of effort, I think, especially in design, in music, in story, in the moral, mm-hmm. like the themes, they, the subtext. <laughs> they talked about race in a yeah. children's film, and they really have and like police relations. And yeah, I mean, it was. It's a modern film for a modern time. Yep, it's things that we're facing. Came out in a good time. Came out at a good time. Um, take your kids to see Zootopia, please, <laughs> please. But uh, I feel like I would trade any of these except for Kubo. Because Kubo needs the recognition, at least, for your name. Yeah. Well, you know, the Oscars never does justice to the animation films. Okay, Disney wins, like, every single year. Or Pixar. Didn't Cars win Best Animated Feature? I'm going to look that up. Like... Because if that's true... I think so, though. Like, or maybe... I could be wrong, but it, at least it was probably nominated. But, um, like, it's just so, like, Disney-biased, and I don't even think they actually watch the movies. And remember, like, the Lego movie wasn't nominated when that was, like, so much better than Frozen. But Frozen probably won't. No, not probably. Frozen did win. Do you remember? Frozen, yeah, Frozen won. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that much that your name isn't there, even though it's, like, the best ever <laughs> yeah but. cars won oh i knew i was right that's terrible <laughs> that is terrible that's it's disheartening but uh as good a film as your name is there was an article that i read that i think i've talked with you about this before but now it's recorded so hey uh <laughs> <laughs> um that especially in like japanese film festivals or japanese films that are like anime based at large um, someone pointed out that all the films that were submitted to um, one of the film festivals and that one were all within the very same like kind of aesthetic of sailor uniforms, big billowing summer sky clouds, and time travel. Yeah, that's weird. Which is a thing that's been very popular. But I definitely can see that aesthetic being like, oh, everyone loves this aesthetic. Yeah. Everyone likes this aesthetic of like 
that summer day. Yeah. Like, that's all I can think of is, like, yeah. that summer day, ellipses, dot, yeah. dot, dot, you know? And we'll then just it, make an anime called That Summer yeah, Day. Yeah, it pans down. Critical you see success. the massive billowing cloud, and then there's some wind through yeah. the grass. Yeah. Um, someone's walking oh, so down many, the street. There's not even just anime movies, but just anime. Yeah. There's so much. That <laughs> aesthetic like that. has become such a thing and i think it's an effective aesthetic but everything that's overused becomes ineffective yeah so i don't think we're at that point yet where people are like another one of these but that could happen in the future it could i do i have always liked story about time travel though the sailor suits you know what are you gonna do if you have a cast of teenagers or kids or whatever yeah gonna, i think that's just kind of they an, go to school non-stop in japan so if you are, yeah. are starring a child or teen they're gonna be in their uniform at some point um and uh as for summer i don't know summer's nice summer's nice i think it's just things that often happen to accidentally line up yeah i do really like time travel stories though yeah i would like to see more creative aspects of that though because when you're dealing with animation the sky's the limit more than the big billowing summer sky <laughs> is the limit though yeah because uh, there's so many options that you can go with yeah. and so I can see where it gets frustrating where it's like you could have you could have done more but you settled for this you settled Steinsgate for didn't do a billowing sky Steinsgate it was still was, summer Steinsgate had a lot of clouds it was always cloudy and then they would do that thing where they would, like, reach up to the sky and then the sun would be, like, through their hands. Not cliche at all. <laughs> but, uh, no, but I, I don't think there's a problem with that. But it it is, does get to the point where it's like, I want to see something different. Sure, yeah, yeah. I want someone to break out of the mold, especially when you're doing, like, vaguely artsy films like uh -huh. that where yeah. you're entering it into film competitions yeah. but your name is still great regardless. your name is still great i th but i think there's a valid point in that you know what my main criticism of that movie was how if if they were traveling back in time or like you know taki is in the future right and mitsuha's in the past wouldn't Either if they were literally taking on their lives, wouldn't a teacher write the date on the board in class? You see at that all time? the time. Or, or I don't know. You know, Taki has such a strict work schedule. Don't you think he'd have like a, a calendar with the year on it? That's the one part to me. I was like, so if they are, you know, traveling across time and space. Sorry, this is like major spoilers, everyone. Spoiler I'm really alert. sorry. If they're traveling across time and space, how did no one realize? Because it's not that hard. They have phones. They 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 got their phones constantly. It says the date on your phone right there when you open it up. I you don't know. Plot hole. <laughs> That's my only thing. But it was still a great movie. <laughs> it was still a great movie, and uh, it will be out in uh, American April theaters April seventh. Uh, it's a Funimation release date. So, uh, like, back on the topic of streaming services, Funimation is also an option. Personally, I don't like to watch things on Funimation's service, but that's a thing. Um, I think, in general, uh, anime animators have this anticipation that people are going to watch online. Yeah. I don't think it's 
really thought of as people are going to tune in to television on this block or whatever, especially when you factor in audiences outside of Japan, which huge audiences. We are legion for We Are Many, mm-hmm. us anime fans. I like to think that that's part of uh, why your name has surpassed Spirited Away in box office sales because there's just like more anime accessible to more people and now more than ever yeah especially compared to 2001 when spirited away came out it was it's very just like more popular yeah when when spirited away came out when you would say anime people would think like maybe pokemon mm-hmm. which like sometimes Probably. i sometimes i have hesitate to call pokemon an anime it mm-hmm. is an anime but it has always felt to me as, like, trying to be a children's cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, even my 90s kid siblings who are like, stop watching your dumb anime cartoons. I'm like, you guys watched Pokemon. Like. Yeah. They're like, that doesn't count. Yeah. It, I feel like the definition is different because, like, when you say anime, usually you're anticipating it's like, oh, it is a narrated story. It's not attempting to appeal to specifically children Uh it's doing its own thing regardless of demographic i mean demographic is always a thing that shows have to consider but it's not like this is for children Uh it's like this is for people who want to watch this Uh um and i can't wait to see your name in theaters because i don't think i've ever had the chance to see an anime while sitting in a theater no uh-uh. Not even, like, any old Miyazaki films or anything? Or? No, I I know there was a couple different dates, uh, the beginning of this year and the tail end of last year, where there were, like, anniversary releases of Princess Mononoke and, um, what was the other one? Spirited Away. Um, there were anniversary oh, releases. Right. I remember that. And you could go to theaters in America, in rural Indiana, <laughs> and uh, watch that. And I unfortunately had uh, other responsibilities to attend to. What's more responsible than going to support your fellow anime productions that have made so much money over the years? They still need yours. Podcasts. <laughs> Podcasts, which you can listen to here at ByteVSU.com. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Anime A-Team. I have been your host, Daily Wilhelm. Joining me today was the wonderful... Courtney Tuckman. Who puts anime above all. I do. I commend you for that. Yes. Uh, At least someone does. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, everyone can find uh, all our other content here at ByteBSU.com. You can check out our podcast here, or you can hop on over to our SoundCloud at... Ball State Daily. That's daily spelled like every day, not like my name. Um, you can find us on social media at ByteBSU um, and give us a tweet. What are you looking forward to most about your name being in theaters? Are you looking forward to being able to throw popcorn at people while watching anime? Because that's not something you can do in your own home. What are you okay. talking about? <laughs> On that note, thank you all for listening. Be sure to tune in for another great episode of the Anime A-Team.